Today on CityCast Denver. It wasn't the best week for Denver sports, with both the Avs and Nuggets playoff runs getting cut short. But was it the worst? For those two teams to end their seasons the way they did, in such disappointment so quickly over the same 10-day stretch, having some of the same aspirations, made me feel like, you know, that's a legitimate question, you know. While sports fans are hurting this week, the same can't be said for connoisseurs of fine dining. We sent our newsletter writer, Peyton Garcia, out to review the buzziest new spot. I had a cousin in town from California, and he was like, oh, you know what you guys should check out is Sunday Vinyl. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) If he from California is telling me to check out Sunday Vinyl, I need to see what all the buzz is about. Today is Wednesday, June 16th, 2021. I'm Paul Caroli, and this is CityCast Denver. Let's see what's happening out there today. It's going to be mostly sunny and again, very, very hot with a high near 100 degrees. We might get some rain or even thunderstorms in the afternoon, but still, this is too much, right? After four and a half hours, a Douglas County jury has delivered its verdict in the trial of Devin Erickson, one of the two young men charged with killing their classmate Kendrick Castillo and injuring eight other students at STEM school Highlands Ranch in 2019. The jury found the accused guilty of first-degree felony murder, which comes with a mandatory life sentence without the possibility of parole. Early yesterday morning, after an eight-hour meeting that began Monday evening, the Arvada City Council voted 5-2 to to reject Amazon's proposal to build one of their massive fulfillment centers on the far west side of town at the corner of Indiana Street and West 66th Place. In the lead-up to the vote, Amazon was talking a lot about all the jobs the center would bring to Arvada, but in the end, their proposal proved quite unpopular, with the company's critics collecting almost 10,000 signatures from residents upset about the prospect of increased traffic, light pollution, negative impacts on local wildlife, and the crappiness of those jobs. I can't help but think also about past CityCast Denver guest Linda Rodriguez, the worker who was fired after speaking out against the working conditions at Amazon's Fulfillment Center in Thornton. I recommend going back and listening to that episode before Amazon proposes another Fulfillment Center in the metro area. Let me take you back to last Thursday night. I'm sitting on my couch, cold beer in hand, watching as the Colorado Avalanche slowly lose their fourth game in a row to the Vegas Golden Knights. What a horrible feeling it is to get invested in a sports team and have to sit there out of some twisted sense of duty and just watch as they make it, well, not that close, actually. Oh, it is so hot here. I can't even tell. I mean, I know it is there today, too. Like, literally, let's put a pan on the sidewalk and make our food. Jake Shapiro is a breaking news reporter for the Denver Post, but he's also the biggest Denver sports fan we know. And he's covered at least two of our major teams. So I called him up to get a little perspective and commiserate. Jake Shapiro, welcome back to CityCast Denver. Thank you, guys. I love the show. I've been listening so much. That's awesome to hear. Thank you. But we got to get to it because you tweeted something very interesting earlier this week that I want to drill down into. It was just the phrase, worst week in Denver sports history. Now, Jake, why would you say something like that? 
You know, I think that's a really good question. And, and I don't have an answer for that. Um, I am a journalist. I ask questions uh, that came from my fan <laughs> side. But, you know, you look at what happened to both the Nuggets and the Avalanche this week. And they both lost four straight games. The Avalanche did not get swept. The Nuggets did to end their playoff runs this year. And the Nuggets obviously lost Jamal Murray. So they were not as much really title contenders after that. But the Avalanche were legitimate title favorites this year. And for those two teams to end their seasons the way they did in such disappointment so quickly over the same 10-day stretch, having some of the same aspirations made me feel like, you know, that's a legitimate question. You know, it's up there with Super Bowl 48 and, you know, some stuff that's way, way back when, like the Nuggets losing the ABA title to Dr. J. So really bad week at Denver sports. All right. Well, let's start with the Nuggets. What Like they looked so good. What happened? Well, the Nuggets, I think, got a really good first round series against Portland from some of their backup players that had been asked to step up. Jamal Murray went down with a knee injury in early April, and then uh, Will Barton went down with with a leg injury right before the playoffs, and so did Monte Morris. And the Nuggets were needing to get by in that Portland series half the time without any three of those guys. Monte came back later. Austin Rivers, who was literally not playing for anyone, was just sitting on his couch two months ago, came in and had a really nice series. Facundo Campazzo, who was a player playing in the foreign leagues before, and he was a really good basketball player. He was a third-string point guard. He's a rookie. Yeah, he's 30 years old, but he wasn't going to be relied upon this year, and he ended up being relied upon to play a heavy role. And both of those guys played really, really well against Portland. Now you go into the second round. The Suns have been one of the best teams in basketball this year. So I think that when you look at where the Nuggets are, um, they just got outmatched by somebody that was a better team for their matchup than what they are right now because their second-best player, a guy who's a borderline all-star, someone that's going to be a player in Nuggets lore for, for a long, long time and already has a huge contract, and Jamal Murray went down in April, and there was just going to be no overcoming that, and there's no shame in the Nuggets losing. The only shame is that it felt like it happened so quick and it was in four games and that they felt completely, you know, emasculated in a way. So that was a little disappointing. Aaron Gordon was a little disappointing, um, but ultimately they were a really injured team. I feel really good about the Nuggets in the future. And a lot of people have said, oh, you wasted Nikola Jokic's MVP season. Well, the season was really damn good anyway. And I think that you look at the way things could progress. I think there's still things Nikola Jokic could do even better, and I think Nikola Jokic can get even better, even if he doesn't end up getting an MVP next year or ever again. So speaking of Jokic, I saw you online complaining a little bit about the officiating in that uh, in that fourth game against the Suns. What's the story there? And is there is there something more than just, you know, hard feelings? You know, there's a lot of hard feelings, I think. And you look at the way Nikola Jokic has been officiated his entire career. You know, people said he wasn't a superstar. Well, now he definitely is a superstar. He won an MVP. Everyone who's ever won an MVP is either actively playing or in the Hall of Fame or named Dirk Nowitzki, who's going to go into the Hall of Fame later this year. Um, So he's a superstar athlete, and he does not earn the same rate of fouls and free throw attempts as other superstar NBA players. You look at the way the NBA players that weren't playing in that game last night reacted to the Nuggets and Nikola Jokic getting thrown out of that game. And around the league, the consensus was that was a soft foul call. By the rule, that might have been the right call, but you don't do that to an MVP. Everyone pays to see Nikola Jokic in a playoff game, and you don't kick him out in an elimination game in the third quarter because some perceived act 
in which the player wasn't even that hurt. You know, he got right back up. So uh, that that's very annoying. And that's something that ultimately not only the Nuggets, but most Denver sports teams have to deal with is we are not officiated the same as the big market teams and we never will be. All right, let's switch over to hockey and the Avalanche. I was watching the series against Vegas, and I have to tell you, I found their performance pretty disappointing. But what did you think, Jake? You know, I think the Avalanche squandered an unbelievable opportunity. I, you know, the Nuggets, the Nuggets, what happened to them sucks because it was injuries and there was a little officiating stuff. But ultimately, their season was going to end as soon as their star play, one of their star players went down. But with the Avalanche, what Nazem Kadri did to get the suspension that he did, that's inexcusable. He's a veteran player. He can't do something that selfish to get an eight-game suspension and not play again in the playoffs. Um, should he have been suspended eight games? I don't know. That's the officiating question of this series. But looking at the Avalanche roster outside of that, they still have an unbelievably amazing team. And in hockey, these windows come and go and shut so fast that I do not I hope that the Avalanche have not wasted their championship window and their championship aspirations because you look at it right now and they've got one of the top three defensemen in the league who was nominated for that in Kale McCarr and one of the top three players in the league and Nathan McKinnon who was nominated for that MVP. Uh, and to have that level of talent as well as the depth they do where they are scoring line, you know, they have most teams have one to two scoring lines. They've got three lines that can score goals. And they've got a deep defense. And for them to come undone the way they did where their defense absolutely fell apart and then their, you know, it, it just didn't seem like the response was there. Maybe it's a tough lesson that they learned for next year that they can come back and be a little bit more resilient. But I thought that was going to happen when they lost to the Stars um, last summer and it didn't mm -hmm. seem to happen. So there's something that this team needs as a jolt. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but it is disappointing because the Avalanche have – probably the most talented hockey team in the world right now and they got ousted by Vegas in the second round and they might go ahead and win the whole thing but uh it's still disappointing for the avalanche to, to end this way and I don't really think that there are many excuses for the avalanche to not be playing in the Stanley Cup this year well Jake one last question for you there's a lot of people out there who were watching the Nuggets who are watching the avalanche who are getting excited about these playoff runs and are now disappointed do you have a message for him anything to help him get through this if you fall in love with sports you'll never regret it until your team loses the way that they have the last few weeks <laughs> but there's always next year but i will say if you're you've got the sports itch and you want to do something around town uh the rapids are actually a pretty solid soccer club and they're looking to repeat postseason appearances for the first time in a long time and they've got a lot of young kids that are actually from denver um and that's probably where you should spend your time if you want to have some sports until the uh, Avs and Nuggets come back. Well, Jake Shapiro, thanks so much for coming back. Thank you, guys. We're trying something new here on CityCast Denver, restaurant reviews. It's pretty simple. Our newsletter writer slash resident foodie, Peyton Garcia, is going to go to these restaurants, try them, and let the rest of us know how they are. First up, Sunday Vinyl. A new twist on fine dining from one of Colorado's most respected restaurateurs. Hey, Peyton. Hi. So you went to a pretty interesting restaurant on Friday night, Sunday Vinyl. Sunday Vinyl. It is the newest concept from culinary giant Bobby Stuckey, who is in charge of Frasca Hospitality. So he does um, 
Frasca Food and Wine, Tavernetta, Pizzeria Locale, all of these big names in the Denver Boulder area. And these places have won tons of awards, like James Beard Awards for service. This guy, he's maybe one of the most respected restaurateurs in Colorado. Absolutely. I would say he's known on on a national level for sure. And it wasn't until recently I had a cousin in town from California and he was like, oh, you know what you guys should check out is Sunday Vinyl. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) if he from California is telling me to check out Sunday Vinyl, I need to see what all the buzz is about. All right. So some good old fashioned word of mouth. So what what is it? Tell me the backstory. The simple concept behind Sunday Vinyl is Bobby Stuckey and his wife, Danette, every Sunday, they have a, they share some wine, they share some hors they turn on some vinyl records, and they wanted to make that something that everybody could enjoy. They opened in 2019, December 22nd of 2019, to be specific, and there was a ton of buildup for this restaurant. Um, and they opened... And then they closed because of COVID. And they reopened with the rest of the city a couple months ago. And people are rushing in. Um, We have a reservation for two under Pete and Garcia. Uh Based on what I'd read about Sunday Vinyl, I kind of expected it to be a more casual concept. Um, What with the music and, and being in Union Station, but I should have known better. Um, casual is not in Bobby Stuckey's vocabulary. It's, it is in every sense of the word, a fine dining experience. We're talking white tablecloths. Yes. We're talking fancy clothes. Yes. More than one fork. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Like the waiters come and they, they wipe down your table with a hot cloth between entrees. Yes. Very, very fancy. So how does the music fit into a fine dining experience? That seems like a little bit of a, there's some tension there. So we only play records, uh, vinyl records, and we typically, as the staff, choose the playlist beforehand and kind of always have different vibes and, and this, that, the other, and it changes up daily in what we play. Tonight's kind of like- The music is not actually paired with the food in any kind of way, but what you'll notice is it's a very subtle difference than something you might experience at a different restaurant. So the music is louder and they've got these really fancy Sonus Faber speakers lining the ceilings and pointing in toward the diners. So the music is just more of a focus than it would be at a normal restaurant, I would say. Let's talk about the food. I want to hear about some highlights. Yeah, so the food is fancy. Um, I'm talking caviar, black truffles, lobster medallions, very, very, very high end. We had um, an incredible lobster toast appetizer. It was um, a lobster, a tender lobster medallion served on top of this toasted ciabatta bread and topped with black truffles. And it was just absolutely to die for. We got a soft shell crab sandwich. The crab had just been flown in just hours before. And then we also got an order of steak frites. So it was um, wagyu, marbled wagyu, cooked rare, very melt in your mouth and topped with a bone marrow butter. Wow. That is so decadent. Anything? Did anything not live up to expectations? Yeah, I would say the only thing out of the whole experience that didn't live up to 
Bobby Stucky standards maybe was mm. the French fries that were served with my frit steak. They were just average Joe French fries. Nothing. And that just caught me off guard a little bit. I'm not a big French fry person, so didn't didn't really dive into them. Make up your French fry game, Stucky. Come on. <laughs> so overall, Peyton, considering the cost, considering everything about it, would you go back? Yes, absolutely. Um, it is a fine dining experience. So I just think people need to be prepared to spend a pretty penny when you're there. But the money is is worth the service that you're getting, the food that you're getting, the ambiance. It's, it's worth it all. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much, Peyton. Yeah, thank you. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute and tell a friend about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Until then, I hope you have a really good day. I'm feeling very outside my body right now.